Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is 1 Corinthians 11, 17-34. Imagine that you are looking at a death certificate. And now, obviously, when you're looking at one of those, one of the key pieces of information that will be listed on there is a cause of death. And maybe you'll expect to find some kind of illness. Uh, This person died from cancer or from a heart attack, maybe some kind of accident, like a car accident, or maybe you'll even see their natural causes for a person that died in their old age from no apparent sickness or specific reason. But what would you think if in that space on the death certificate, cause of death, you saw this person took communion in an unworthy manner? What would you think about that? Well, here's the thing. I can almost guarantee you that you will never see that listed on a real death certificate. But we're going to see today in the scriptures that that was really the reason, the underlying cause of death for at least some in the church in Corinth. And so today we'll be thinking a lot about communion and even why your church probably does some of the things that they do around communion as we look at this latter half of 1 Corinthians 17. And we start in verse 17 where it says, But in the following instructions, I do not commend you, because when you come together, it is not for the better, but for the worse. Those are pretty strong words. He's not giving them words of praise. He is not giving them affirmation. He's actually saying things are worse because you guys are getting together. And he comes back to what's been one of the biggest issues clearly in the church at Corinth, and that is divisions, right? He says, I hear that there are divisions among you, for there must be factions among you in order that those who are genuine among you may be recognized. And it seems that even these these factions, these divisions, uh, they were causing all kinds of problems. And one was when they would gather for the Lord's Supper. And it seems perhaps that they did this even as a part of a broader meal as they would come together. And maybe that was just a part of what they did when they gathered as a church. But it seems that these meals would not go well um, because in verse 21, for in eating, each one goes ahead with his own meal. One goes hungry, another gets drunk. And then the rebuke comes in verse 22. What? Do you not have houses to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? Uh, So their selfishness was being shown as they would gather. And again, we saw as we looked at divisions earlier, how selfishness is connected. Immaturity is connected to these divisions. And that mindset is inherently at odds with communion or with the Lord's Supper. And that's what is then described as he recounts what Jesus did on the final night of his life. And it talks about how he took bread and he had given thanks and he broke it saying, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of 
me. And so clearly there he highlights, uh, and he's quoting Jesus both times it mentions in remembrance of me. And that's just one of the reasons why I take a memorial view of the Lord's Supper. Uh, Throughout church history, that's been a a subject of debate, uh, obviously with the Catholics, even still to this day, teaching that the bread and the cup, it literally becomes the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. I think that's inaccurate. In fact, I even think that is heretical because the mass then becomes a re-sacrifice of Christ where the Bible makes clear no Christ offered his sacrifice once and for all. But even some Protestants would try to teach that that there's somehow Christ is present in uh, the bread and the cup. And I would argue, no, the purpose is memorial. The purpose is to remember what Christ did. And again, that does not mean that it is insignificant if Uh, The bread and the cup are not in any way the body or blood of Christ, or if he's not somehow mystically present there, uh, it is still important and it is still powerful and it is still clearly important in God's eyes. And even doing that action, taking the bread, uh, drinking the cup and doing it in remembrance of Christ it has a, a proclamation that is connected to it. Look at verse 26. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Uh, just think about that. You are proclaiming the Lord's uh, death. You are basically proclaiming the gospel in the action of the Lord's Supper. It is a powerful thing, and that is why it is so important. Because now you take the two things that we've looked at so far and you put them together. They are being selfish as they come together to do something that proclaims the gospel. That is inherently at odds. And you see that in verse 27 whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why some of you are weak and ill, and some have died. Or really there it talks about that some have fallen asleep, um, but we understand that to be a euphemism for death. And so that's why, I mean, I think of every church that I've ever been a part of in my life when we have taken communion, when we've practiced the Lord's table, there has always been some time given for reflection. Uh, There's some time where the pastor or whoever is leading that part of the service uh, stops talking. And usually some kind of music is played. Even in the church I grew up in, they would dim the lights uh, because the goal was for you to reflect and for you to examine yourself. As it says in verse 28, let a person examine himself then. And that that was a time to examine your own heart and see, is there sin that you need to confess to God? Because you don't want to uh, be holding on to some sin as you approach the Lord's table, because clearly that is something that God takes 
seriously. And, and so I want this to kind of give some fresh perspective and ammunition for you in your mind when you go with your church family to take communion next. You should take that time seriously. And one thing, especially from the context of this passage, that I would encourage you to examine yourself. And sometimes we think of examination really in just a vertical sense. Is there anything between me and God? I think from the context of this, it's clear that the examination needs to have some level of horizontal sense to it. Uh, Is there anything between you and other people? Because the context, again, is they are being selfish. They are being divisive. They are looking out for themselves instead of looking out for others. So that specifically should be one of the things that you examine yourself for next time you go to take communion. Am I being selfish? Am I causing division in the body in any way? And if so, I need to confess that to God. And I think even the act of examining yourself honors God in that and shows humility. Because again, I think you see that that selfishness is a part of the problem here in the last two verses where it says, so then my brothers, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, let him eat at home so that when you come together, it will not be for judgment. Hey, Don't come together for your own selfish purposes. When you come together, uh, you need to come together for the body of Christ. And so there, I think we should see uh, humility should be a part of uh, what gets us to communion in the right heart, that we are coming in humility. But the Lord's table is also something that should fuel humility in our lives. Because we've seen one of the main issues is division. One big cause of division is pride or selfishness. And nothing will devastate pride or selfishness quite like the cross. And what are we remembering when we take communion? We are remembering the cross. That the body of Christ was was broken. That uh, his blood was shed on the cross for us. And that should humble us. That should remind us that we are not the center of the universe. And I hope that gives you something to think about as you approach communion the next time you do it. And I hope that that communion even fuels that humility and selflessness in you as you do that in remembrance of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.